Yo, what's up? John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. We're back on another beautiful Sunday to talk about some fights, talk about some violence. It's good. It's good. Getting some vitamin C, some orange juice. Um, yeah, guys, did you catch the fights? I caught the fights. We only had uh, UFC this weekend. There might have been a one on Friday. Uh, I, I keep forgetting to schedule time to watch those because, again, a lot of these <laughs> MMA promoters do not promote very well at all. It's wild. You'd think if you were named something, like, you'd be able to do it, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, we're uh, we're here, and we've got a, uh, a new, what is it, bantamweight champ? What did O'Malley win? Is that 135 or is that 145? I don't know because the state of MMA today, I just, I just don't know, man. I just don't, I just don't know. Yeah, the eyes healed up there, James, pretty well. Um, yeah, 135, 135. So it's just, again, I've said it, I said it before. I don't get that up for fun-sized fights. I just don't. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, they're technically good. They're good fighters. And there are some great fights at those weight classes. But on average, I would say bigger guys are just on average funner to watch. <laughs> just, it's just more entertaining when you see somebody who's, I think, 170 pounds plus. You know, heavyweights all day if there were enough of them to fight. But, yeah, I know, I know. I Like, 170 is, like, my, I think, the ideal weight. Because you still have the flexibility, speed, agility, all that stuff, and power. And you start getting bigger power. So I, I like that 170-pound weight class as a fan. There are some very standout fighters at 155. It's a very strong weight class, and there are a lot of good fights there. So they, they do get a pass. They're, they're just slightly big enough. To, to really draw my interest, but there are good fights out there and I like fights. So I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch the fights, whatever fights on, I'm probably going to watch it. If you have, you know, something else going on, sports ball going on races, something like that. And there's a fight on, I'm going to go watch the fight. Even if I don't know what the fight's about or who the people are, I've never heard about it. <clears throat> it's an excellent point. Enigmatic elephant. You haven't been around for a while, man. Hope you're good. Um, 170 has diverse body types too, is what enigmatic elephant is saying here. And he's hundred percent right. You'll get some, uh, short, stocky, thick guys. And since I'm real, you might get a guy six, four at 170 still. So it's a very, I think it's like, I think it's the top fighting weight class because I think there's plenty of guys. I think there are heavyweights that, that could be beaten by 170 pounders. I think it's possible because they have enough of a skill set. They have enough strength, enough speed to make things happen against bigger guys. So I kind of like that as like a good fighting weight. 185 too. But I think 185 suffers from the weight class gaps. And it just overall hasn't been a super impressive weight class for a while. You know? Um, I don't know if they've ever had more than like five studs in the weight class at one time. 
So I, I don't I think I think it's because guys who are, you know, small 85 pounders can look at 170 and be like, I can still make that and you know, cut the weight off and still make it and be able to fight at that 170 pound weight class if they're small 85 pounders. But um you also have 85 pounders that are small that are like, you know, screw it. Or even if they're big 85 pounders, they're like, there's more money at light heavyweight. And I think traditionally you have a lot um, higher average pay in the welterweight and light heavyweight weight classes versus 185. I know you have some individual standouts, you know, like Anderson and Izzy that have made a lot of money, but I don't know why. It's just kind of my theory. You know, there's no, there's no law on it. There's no proof. I just kind of have this theory that that's why 85 isn't as strong as light heavyweight and, and welterweight a lot of times. A lot of that could change with a shift in how the market operates, but we'll have to wait for the lawsuit to play out for that to happen. Getting to the fights. Um, I didn't I didn't pay much attention to the first fight of the night on the uh, early prelims, the deep prelims. Uh, I didn't catch the Silva Moroz fights. Uh, Silva had a submission first round. I did start watching at the Natalia Silva and uh, Andrea Lee, KGB Lee, right? And this fight, I don't know. They were hyping up Silva big time. Uh, like she's marketable. I get it. Skill set, eh, not great. And Andrea Lee is not that. Like I don't know. She just kind of stood there and took a lot of punches. Didn't didn't really try to force anything. I don't know what was happening there, and I don't know. I think if Silva was this great prospect, she should have put her away. But I don't know. I don't know nothing. Uh, Petrovsky and Mirskrat. This is a great fight. This is a really good fight. Uh, Mirskrat. He's had so much experience in the cage. Thirty-five and seventeen. That's ridiculous. That's a, that's a big numbers. I like those big numbers. Um. Is a decision by Petrovsky. It was a pretty close fight. It was a good fight. There were some eye pokes, some blood. You know, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that fight. Petrovsky with the win. Getting to the preliminary card. Holaba and Hubbard, I think, is one of the greatest <laughs> versus posters. Holabala and Hubbard. Holabala versus Hubbard. Yeah, it ain't some country shit. I don't know what it is. Hullaba. What's all the hullaba about? Um, but that was a good fight, too. Back and forth. Good fights. I, I don't know if that was the... Uh, was that the Ultimate Fighter finale thing there? You guys know? <laughs> Danny. Man, it's I'm I'm just happy where I'm I'm pretty happy where I'm at. 220 is a good good weight. I just got to make sure I keep the love handles off and keep some remnants of a six pack. I'll be happy. I'll be happy there. As long as I can, as long as I can still fight, as long as I can still fight off some turds, I'll be good. It's an interesting question. Maybe we can break out of the uh, the recap for a moment after the Hubbard 
Right. So that, that was the Holoba and Hubbard fight. Was that the ultimate fighter one or is that a different one? I think that was the one. Yeah. I don't because I don't really follow that. Oh, wait a minute. What happened to the oh yeah, the Gibson Katona? Was that the one? That was the one, right? Gibson and Katona. That was an all right fight. I like the Holoba Hubbard fight a lot better though. Um yeah, let's get to your question, though. Kyle Will says, is the fact that Grasso, Shevinko, title rematches on a fight night card as opposed to a pay-per-view pretty big indictment of the current state of women's MMA, or is there a more nuanced explanation? <sighs> I mean, I don't know <laughs> if I can get into that too much. I think a lot of uh, – people are going to get mad at me, but – a lot of the, the women's fighting, you know, Dana was so against women's fighting at the beginning. Okay. It wasn't because he came around and it's like, oh, yeah, this is great. It was because he saw a way to suppress wages. He could fill slots. He could fill cards up with more people and he could suppress wages. The, the female fighter turnaround time career-wise is much shorter. There are very few females who win enough fights to, to make really big money. So you get to fill spaces on your card without taking the risk of having to paying people out much. A pretty good strategy, and it's worked well for him. I think now some of the shifting things around, maybe, you know, pennies are getting pinched a little bit, and they have to take a more, you know, organized strategy towards getting the most out of the pay-per-views. And um, I don't know. Maybe they're just is noticing that a card like, you know, Schwenko and Grasso isn't going to draw the numbers they need to make it the uh, – pay-per-view you could also argue it may be some side deal that they have with the provider you know maybe they have a deal with espn or somebody else where they have to do a certain number of pay-per-view events or big events on their platform that could be another answer but yeah that's where i'm at let's go back to these uh you guys got some good comments and stuff in the, in the comments but let me get through these fights too let me get through these next two and then we'll look at some of the comments again gregory rodriguez and dennis uh tulian uh, they've been pushing the dennis guy a lot and um i think they they were pushed pushing for him to kind of win this fight but gregory rodriguez is a monster he he hits hard he's got a good chin he's durable and he's got decent ground Decent ground. I, I cannot stand like, the commentary. Oh, my, my camera went out. Sorry about that, guys. My camera's acting funky. Uh, my uh, camera is being a little dumb. But uh, so, yeah, Rodriguez gets like the side control, steps to mount. And the Rogan's like, look at that clean, how good that jujitsu is. It was sloppy. It was really sloppy. He should have been honest. It was sloppy. All right, let me see. Hopefully this will help. I hate to think that that the battery was low. I tried to charge it, but it wasn't enough to make me feel comfortable. So I plugged it into an external power source. But for some reason partway through the uh you know film and whatever it'll just be like oh usb memory insert i'm like what the hell 
it just flips out and shuts down. So sorry about that. If the uh, camera goes blank again, I'm still here. Just keep listening. But Gregory Rodriguez is tough. He's tough. Tough middleweight. I'd like to see him fight bigger names uh, at the middleweight division. Start testing him. I think it's time to start testing him. I don't know how old Rodriguez is. He doesn't look like a spring chicken, though. That's not working. So, yeah, I just, uh, he's been with what, UFC a few years. But, yeah, hits hard, durable. Like, he's got what it takes to win some good fights in the UFC. So, I'd like to see, I'd like to see him upgrade. Let's see him upgrade against some bigger competition, bigger name. Uh, and then we had, Chris Weidman, Weidman coming back. Chris Weidman and, and Brad Tavares. Tavares has always been a pretty solid uh, fighter, but he's kind of been like gatekeeper because with all the skill he has, he still can be chinny. And uh, every once in a while, guys will catch him and put him out in their fights that you know he probably could have, should have won. Because he is, he is, he is skilled. He's got ground. He can ground a pound. He can fight from his back. He's got a good stand-up. Um, I would like to see more pressure out of him, more of him moving forward. This fight was close. I don't think, uh, I, you know, I'd have to go back and watch round by round to see if it was, you know, unanimous decision. But I don't know. Um, I think it was close. Tavares didn't do much other than run away, move backwards, and throw leg kicks right and those leg kicks didn't seem too damaging i think it was a good strategy but i don't think he moved forward enough and then chris weidman um you know he was moving forward a lot but he just wasn't landing i think and i don't know he didn't didn't get the wrestling off i don't know if that was a confidence thing or if brad tavar's wrestling defense was that great but i i, I could have coin tossed the winner because i thought tavar's was moving back a lot so weidman i thought was controlling the center of the ring more and i i like that so i don't know i could have gone either way with that decision what do you guys think let me let me try to mess with this camera see if i can make it work a little better i'll put a uh new little clip i made up i think you guys might enjoy this i played it at the beginning i don't know if you saw it It's not even out of batteries. My camera is just shutting off for some reason. I think it might be because it's hot in the in the garage tonight. So I might have a heating issue with my camera. Irritating. I moved my fan from point on me to point at the uh, <laughs> the camera. Maybe that'll help. Let me get some of these comments. All right. Yeah, that could be a good next matchup. Gregory versus. Uh, Pukowski. But why not something bigger, man? Why not something bigger? I guess Pukowski does have a lot of hype on him right now, so a lot of people are, would be interested in seeing that fight. But yeah, that would be good, but I'd uh, 
I don't know, man. A bigger name. What's a bigger name? Yeah. All right. Kyle Wells chiming in saying Tavares won 20 or 30, 27 on all cards, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So like, to me, it was uh, Tavares was moving back uh, very, very much like Carlos Condit and Nate Diaz a long time ago. He kept moving back and he was throwing a lot of leg kicks, but I didn't see anything significant with that. And uh, Weidman was pressing forward. So I, I, I don't know, I guess. Either way, like uh, I, I, I got up to do something and didn't see the, the, the actual decision, so I had to look it up later, and I was, I was a little bit surprised. I didn't think Tavares was going to get the nod. <clears throat> has he been doing that a lot? Is that his, is that his uh, go-to? Topher Higgins is saying Tavares' game is basically to throw leg kicks and win a decision. When it works, it works. Yeah, exactly. So I guess kind of that was Weidman's chance to come back with a solid win, and he blew it. <laughs> That's what that happened. Now everybody's now everybody's screwed, right? Everybody's effed because because uh, we had Weidman was supposed to win that fight. But yeah, Anakin Skywalker's on here saying, "What's next for Tavares? Since before the Weidman fight, he lost to Silva and DDP." You're not wrong. What makes sense for him? You know, what's good for him? Maybe have him as a, as a final gatekeeper fight for, um, what's his name? Rodriguez. Maybe Gregory Rodriguez and Tavares fight. I know somebody said uh, Petrovsky. That, that could be good, but I don't know if enough people know Petrovsky's name. Tavares, he's been around a little bit longer, so I think he might be more recognizable. Yeah, he, he signed, he's been in the UFC for 10 years. So people have at least heard of him by this time, if you're at least a, a diehard recurrent fan, even. So I, I would think Tavares and, and uh, Rodriguez, if Weidman, if, uh, if I'm sorry, if Tavares gets the win over Rodriguez, then, you know, that's a, a little bolster to his comeback story. So then you could argue he's a different fighter. He's coming back. He's he got Pete Weidman. He beat this hot upcomer. I could see that storyline working. I don't know. I'm not a promoter though. I don't know nothing. Uh, all pros in the house. What's up? Pat, yo, you like, did you like that? She asked for equal opportunity and got it. Dana slap hitting hard. Yeah. I can't believe guys. Can you believe that wasn't even like six months ago? That was, or was it? Yeah, it was. It was new year's. It's been almost like nothing happened. Absolutely nothing happened. He made a couple, uh, he made a couple statements <laughs> on the internet. Like, bro, Unbelievable. That's why this whole, all this stuff is fake. All this stuff is fake. It's left, right, whatever. It's all just big money versus everybody else. That's really what it is, guys. Because when's the last time like a, a political group went after the UFC and and uh, Dana for, for doing the things that he's done? When have they actually like really done it? Like he gives big money to Dana White or uh, to, to, to Trump. 
nothing. Silence, crickets. Something's up. Is it because there's so many people on the left who are invested in the UFC and they have money on it? So they're like, no, it's okay if we're making money. I don't know, man. It's kind of it, like I mentioned it before, but like there are people, you know, if they're members of the Screen Actors Guild and they're invested into the UFC, I think they're pieces of shit. <laughs> like, you know, you you know how bad entertainment people can get exploited. But you're just like, ah, screw it, man. We'll make some money. Yep. Pat Yo said not one sponsor back down. Crazy. Disney. What did Disney do? What did Disney do? Hey, guys, check it out. This is the new Disney. That's your new Disney. Thanks, Walt. That's what we get now. That's your Disney. Went from uh, Pinocchio and Cinderella to that. Fat, bald guy slapping a woman in a bar in Mexico. Awesome, Disney. You're doing great. You're doing great work. Nice job, ESPN. <laughs> You're awesome. <laughs> oh, such... You know, woke leadership, such progressivism, so so brave, so strong. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was there. I cornered it. Hamzamir says more than 10 uh, Taveras beat Phil Baroni 12 years ago. Yep, I was there. That was a wild. That was wild, man. That was wild corner of me it was me but crazy bob and i mark the hammer coleman big ups to mark for uh giving sobriety a run he's been sober for a while he's got a celebrity boxing match coming up that's awesome here but yeah it was uh me crazy bob and phil and the hammer and we we're backstage and like mark was he was coked up and drunk and being loud and touchy grabbing people and uh the commission was this close to like take kicking him out and i was like you, i was like you can't kick him out you got you just like, we'll take care of him we'll make sure nothing happens like me and crazy bob we got him all right don't worry <laughs> and, and they uh, he, uh like hesitantly agreed but yeah like coleman almost got kicked out they were like like phil would have had a meltdown like they if they would have kicked Coleman out. Who knows if he would have went peacefully? And then Phil, Phil would have lost his shit. You know, that was nuts. But we got him to the cage. <laughs> Everything was fine. We we're able to, you know, keep an eye on Coleman, keep him out of trouble. And then um, Phil was winning that fight, but he got he got kicked in the nuts. And the second he got kicked in the nuts, he lost his focus, and it was over with. Like he just he didn't get his focus back. And Tavares, I think, could see that he wasn't back in the fight yet mentally, and he just jumped on him and made it quick. Ha! Kyle Wells says, run that on a loop for 90 minutes. It'll be better than anything Disney has released in the past decade. Ouch. Ouch. That was uh, such a good comment. I want to award it 10 Dana slaps.
There you go. You got 10 Dana slaps for that. That was a great comment. Maybe we can make that a thing. Uh, anytime I get a great comment or a super chat, I'll put the, uh, I'll give you a 10 Dana slap award. There's 10, 10 solid slaps in that. <laughs> let's, uh, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving on these fights, guys. Let me talk about some other fun stuff after. Make sure you guys are hitting that like button, all right? Don't forget, like, subscribe, share with your friends, your family, your enemies, even. Because if you're here, you're probably smart and your enemies are probably stupid. And it will really annoy them to get links to my awesome show. Yep, that's right, Patrick. He does. Coleman's going to do a boxing match. He's looking a lot healthier and everything. He looks good. I'm happy for him. Bingo, bingo, Pat. That's great. Bring back Coleman headbutts and many more of the rules that made me a fan. 100%. Bring back more of the NHB stuff, man. Bring it back. Bring back the NHB stuff. Me too. That would have been great. At least he won the at least he won the uh the open, the Grand Prix open. That was amazing. That was an amazing tournament. Uh Patrick Luther said that I wish Coleman would have beat Fedor. Yep, Coleman is correct. Russians are extremely tough at wrestling. Um, man, I totally forgot about screen sharing these fight pictures. Dude, well, main event. Marlo, or I'm sorry, Mar Marlon. Marlon Vera, Cheeto Vera, and Pedro Munoz. This is a great fight. This was a good fight. I enjoyed um, watching it. Oh, I got to open these dang things if I want to share them. Huh? There we go. Now I can share it. No. Where's the... There it is. Sorry, guys. Sorry for the delay. I should figure this out. Cheetah Vera. With the uh, the win, I thought he looked great in this fight. Um, I could see more pressure from him. Also, like it seemed like it, some of these fights are a little bit too much like a sparring match. Like they're too you go, then I go, then you go, then I go. I want to see uh, um, domination. I want to see you dominate the guy. I want you to see you overwhelm him with technique and ability and strength. Uh, I just don't like the picking, padding back and forth. Munoz has huge power, uh, but Vera was just able to land a lot more stuff from range and keep uh, Munoz away from those big hooks that he has thrown. Didn't take too many of those, but Vera's a stud. He's tough. Was that Bantamweight, 135? Is Vera going to get a crack at O'Malley? Is that something that's going to happen? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <clears throat> Bring back soccer kicks from Pride. You're right. Why why not? It's a fight. It's a fight. It's a fight. It's not, we're not playing tiddlywinks. We're not playing patty cake. We're not playing touch butt. It's a fight. Let us fight. <laughs> like, it's dumb. 
I got I got a fight with soccer kicks, knees to the head on the ground. We could fight with wrestling shoes on down in Mexico. It was an eight-man tournament. I fought I finished three guys in one night. That's a pretty good feeling. <laughs> there is like chicken feathers on the ground from the place we're fighting at. It was nuts. <clears throat> you think that's happening? Think that's coming? Cheeto Vera versus Sean O'Malley 2 December. Let's do it. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see Vera as a champ. Let's get to uh next fight. But yeah, um, Vera just overwhelmed, I think, with volume. Munoz had big punches. Neither guy really grappled for nothing. Like it was just two guys agreeing to do a kickboxing fight. I just meh. If I want to watch kickboxing, I'll go watch one as well, I'll go watch one championship and watch them like Thai champions kickbox, not some like bums who wouldn't make the top 50 in the sport if that's what they're doing. It's MMA, fight MMA, mix it up, hold and hit, get a takedown every once in a while, put them in the fence, do something cool. <laughs> Next fight. Oh, we got a uh, down camera again. This is ridiculous. I'm pretty sure it's because of the heat. There we go. Topher chiming in says, I was thinking the same thing. It was kind of like watching a mid-level Muay Thai fight. Yeah, it just doesn't do it for me. It's like because I know what a real Muay Thai kickboxing fight is going to look like, and I, that's not it. Like, give me what I want. Give me an MMA fight. Like, mix it up. I don't like those type of matchups where, well, we're just going to agree to do a kickboxing fight. You know, <clears throat> Pat Yo says wrestlers need to be able to knee for sure. Yeah, it's not even that. Like defensively, takedown defense changes, uh, and there's more. There's more reward for passing guard. If I can pass guard, I can knee you in the head and finish the fight. That that's a good reason why to develop guard passing. But like right now, today's MMA, there's no need to pass guard at all. There's no reason to pass guard. If I can hit you in your guard, I can just stay there, or I'll work to smash. If I can get to the smash position and have your legs tied up, then I can do damage, ground and pound. But there's no real incentive to pass guard because, like, getting inside control, I got to commit my upper body to holding you inside control. I can't do a lot of damage there. And it's really hard to start maneuvering for submissions from, from side control. You can eventually work to mount, but there's issues in that too with them bucking and being sweaty and greasy. It's not bad, but, like, I don't know. I, I think if we could just knee the head on the ground, it would change a lot of things up, move a lot of fights along a lot faster. Okie dokie. Let's get through the rest of this card. Uh, Damon Blackshear, Damon, I'm sorry, Damon Blackshear. And for some reason, every time I hear that, I want to say it like a Jamaican guy. The man black sheer man, no blood clatter, bumble clatter. I, I get all my uh, uh, Jamaican accents from Grand Theft Auto 3. He fought Mario Bautista. This was a good fight. This is a really good fight. Black Shear is a stud. These guys are both studs. These guys are, um, I, I'd never really heard or seen these guys before. I was, I was, 
uh, blown away by the skill level. This is a good fight. This is a really good, solid fight. Uh, Batista wins decision after three. Neil Magny. I'm a big fan of Neil Magny. His work ethic. He's always got gas. He always fights hard. Uh, fighting fought Ian Gary. But Ian Gary was just too much. And this is one of those things I was talking about with the welterweights, right? A lot of, like, one of you guys mentioned, like, a lot of different body types. Well, Ian Gary, he's very long. He's a tall, long guy. Magny's pretty long, too, but Ian Gary's even longer. So uh, it was an interesting matchup. Gary's 13-0 and now. I think they're making a big push for him. You know, uh, I don't hate it, though. He seems pretty, pretty skilled. And Magny is a pretty well-rounded fighter all in all. So that's a solid win, man. That's a solid win for Gary because he looked looked pretty good, even though he didn't get the finish. Like he fought a really game veteran. So that's a that's an actual nice feather in his cap. He did did good. He's made me a little bit of a believer with that fight because I know because that's just like you know that's official gatekeeper type status right there, Neil Magny, right? Like if you can't get past Neil Magny, you don't belong anywhere near the top ten. But he's a solid fixture, I think. I saw that. Was it a fight or was it a wrestling match? Patrick is saying that uh, Marcus Puchetcha lost to the Singalese wrestler. He has a monster, though. He has a big monster. Gary is annoying. I don't know any. See, I don't pay attention to anything outside the cage. So, like, I don't know how annoying he is. He hasn't, he hasn't been uh, put under suspicion for for rape yet. He hasn't punched any old men at the bar yet. So he hasn't been on my radar yet, really. So, I don't know. And I know it was an MMA fight. Wow. <clears throat> I should look that fight up. Was it this past weekend, this past Friday? It's probably on uh, YouTube somewhere. Right? That would be good. Be a good watch. Maybe I'll have to watch that later. Uh, and then we got two more fights, man. Uh, Whaley, Zhang, and Amanda Lemos. Zhang is just a beast. Just smashed for five rounds. Aljamain Sterling, Sean O'Malley. Man, people are just loving to hate on Aljamain Sterling. He's got an abrasive personality to some people. I don't know. I think it started with him winning off a illegal knee, him staying down. A lot of people got mad about that. I don't care. He did the smart thing. Um, nobody's going to take care of you when you're old and broken. Go, go with the money now. Somebody does an illegal move to you, fight's over. Just fight's over. Take your money, take your win money, or whatever. Take your show money. Reschedule a rematch. It's not worth. It's not worth the loss. Like the, how much risk you put in losing everything, right? Losing losing your next big fight, losing the the win money, losing your rank, losing. It's just not worth it, man. Michael Gillette said, do you personally wrestle any national champions when you were wrestling at Purdue? Yeah. Um, man, who was the, the guy from Michigan? 
I think it was Michigan or Michigan State. He was a stud. He was like a two-time champ. He ended up he fought a little bit too, but he ended up messing his knee up real bad, I think. And then I wrestled in uh, the Big Ten. So like it's about everybody you're wrestling against. The Big Ten is an all-American national champion, national champion runner-up. So yeah, there's one year I had my my sophomore year, the year before I made my big changes and made a big turnaround. Um, I lost like 30 some matches. I was like eight and 32 or something, eight and 31. And I think I wrestled 17 guys who were ranked in the top 20. And I wrestled one of them twice. I think it was Will Hill from Michigan State. He was a national champion. I think he was all American. Um, I can't remember the name for the guy. It was a guy from Michigan. I can't remember his name. He's a stud that 174. You might be able to look him up. National champ from like 2000, 2001. Yep. Yeah, I, I got no problem with it. I got no problem with him at all. Pat. Yeah, saying uh, Peggy was saying Aljo took money over a loss and then defended the belt. Kind of respected. Yeah, good business decision. I have nothing. I have no problems with it. People are mad about it because whatever, but they're not. They're not gonna take care of you when you're old and sick and whatever. And maybe that knee did affect him. Maybe you know you don't know. It's in the back of your mind throughout that fight. Who knows? You know why risk it? I don't have any of the college wrestling footage. I, like this is before digital, and I, I didn't get copies of any of the tapes and whatever. But I did get some high school wrestling matches from my parents. I uh, ordered like a external DVD hard drive thing for my 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 laptop, and that that works. And like I was able to play a couple of the DVDs. These DVDs my parents made over twenty years ago after I'd gone to college and everything started converting to digital and they put all my wrestling tapes onto CDs. So now I have not all of them, but I have like almost two years. I think I have two years of wrestling from junior and senior year on DVD. And now I got to, I just got to copy it and then maybe I can share some of that stuff. Yep, you're right. You're not wrong. You gotta, you gotta use your use your brain. Remember when Anthony Smith could have taken the title from John Jones via DQ and declined, lost the fight, and never saw the title ever again. I don't think he would have won the title though. I think he could have taken the DQ, but I don't think the title can change. I don't know if the title can change hands in a DQ. Can it? Maybe I'm completely wrong. But no, that's not it. It's not Ryan Burton. I'm gonna look up. But yeah, so let's talk about this real quick before we get into anything else. Aljamain Sterling O'Malley, right? So yeah, people are salty about Sterling and how he won the title in the first place, but he came back and defended the title and he's won fights and I, I don't got a problem with the guy. He looks like he can mix it up. He can he can wrestle. Looks like he can strike a little bit. I, I got no problem with him. I don't, it hasn't been on my radar that long, but I don't have a problem with him. He's performed well and I've liked his fights. O'Malley, like, I don't really have a problem with him. I don't. Like, I don't have a problem with him. 
like the whole look, the whole pink, whatever stuff. I mean, guys are chasing clout these days. It's what they do. It's like hard to get mad at what idiots buy, you know? And like, as far as his fighting skill goes, I, I don't know. It's like, has he been protected? I mean, he's taken lesser named fights smartly because he's not getting paid that much. Why, why fight championship guys if you're not making championship money? I 100% agree with that. So I don't know. Is he really just – do people just underestimate him so much? Maybe. Maybe that's what happened with this Aljo fight. He, he uh, underestimated him so much, thought he was going to tear through. Like, he looks like a crackhead. He looks like a strung-out guy in the neighborhood. And I don't know. But he's able to, to win the fights, so like, it is what it is. But is this – this is what bothers me about fighting, and it was bothering me about the last, you know, more than a decade. Okay, so part of this lawsuit for me, like, is showing me that we have to, like, put an asterisk next to all the fights that happened after 2010 because the UFC monopolized the market. So none of those fights were legitimate – sporting events if that makes sense to you right it was it was they were they were rigged um what do you call it exhibitions they're rigged exhibitions just to put on a show so like it's hard to take any of those fights completely seriously how much of it was just scripted i mean remember they gave uh, ronda rousey the belt at a press conference you know, handpick, they handpick opponents. Like they do the matchmaking, they sign the contracts, they control rank, they control the title. Like, how do we know any of this crap about who's the best and who they say is the best is real? Like, people are like, oh, well, the UFC's got the best guys. Do they? Or is that just who they tell you is the best because they bought all the contracts and the titles? Hey, guys, sorry about the camera, guys. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely over overheating and shutting off. Danny Arnold said with the super chat, thank you very much. The YouTube won't let me send my super chat the way I typed it. So watch for my next comment. <laughs> I'm so sick of this censorship. It's so I don't need a school marm looking over my shoulder. <gasps> you guys can't say that. I can't believe he said that to you. Are you passing a note? Go away. We're grown adults. We can say what we want to say. Leave us alone. And you want to use the argument, oh, uh, advertisers don't want to be on your... I guarantee you there are advertisers that will look for content like mine and ask to, to sponsor and have commercials and ads run at that time. You get off the crap, right? We're not, we're not buying it. That could be true. It could be uh, an ins an, a no contest. It, it just depends. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I, I was saying in that fight. I do remember in that fight. I was like, stay down. Just stay down. Nobody's going to take care of you. Why, why go any further? Just sit out, get a rematch, take the money. Yeah, Kyle, I think he does. Kyle Wells is asking, do you think Aljo has a claim – to an immediate rematch, considering he's defended the title three times prior to this loss. I think, 
Uh, yeah, an immediate title defense could be asked for 100%. But we also saw Jose Aldo lose once and not get the immediate title shot back. So, you know, and how many fights did he win in a row? How many times did he defend his belt in a row? That's an interesting point. Hamzamir is telling me that O'Malley fought once last year and Aljo's fought five times in two years. So Aljo's way more active. He's way more of a fighter. See, that's the thing. That's, that's what bothers me about, you know, um, O'Malley. Is like I don't see him as a fighter. I see him as an Instagram model. He's just he's just doing the fights as a way to get clout and likes. I, I don't know if he's really a fighter. That's why I, I don't I don't know if I like watching him that much. Topher chiming in saying that uh, they did give O'Malley an easy road to the title. It's not bad, but nobody nobody will remember the small details. That's part of the problem, the issue. You know, that's just a part of fighting. People remember the win loss, but after enough time, they're not going to remember the other stuff. Enigmatic Elephant saying big asterisks with Aljo's wins. <clears throat> not to sound like a hater, he wounded Dillashaw in Cejudo, coming off a huge layoff, which he barely won. <clears throat> not not entirely incorrect no that's not it uh auto that's his name auto olsen there i totally totally came back to me auto olsen i knew it was a funky name that's what i'm talking about michael auto olsen that was the guy from michigan he's a national champ that had wrestled but i had wrestled yeah a lot of guys who were um All Americans. Yeah, they were messing with him the whole time. They set him up for a loss. They they were messing with him. They leveraged fights, guys. They leveraged fights. Hemzamir is saying they canceled Conor versus Aldo three times because they wanted Aldo to lose. Yeah, they kept messing with him. They set it up, perfect timing. <clears throat> There's a good chance that Conor knew the whole time when the real fight date was going to be. They used to do that in uh, Japan all the time. I used to do that all the time. They would call you up and be like, oh, yeah, man, we need somebody to fill this fight up to fill the card. <clears throat> and they'd offer you a fight with somebody. And like, you got two, three weeks to get ready for the fight. This guy's been training for two, three months. He knew a long time ago they were going to ask you to fight. All right, so they knew you were gonna, they were going to fight. They, they were preparing for you. But you didn't know until two weeks out. It's happened. Not really, though. They're not. Watch the numbers. They're not doing anywhere near the numbers UFC is. UFC is not sweating anyone. You, you, PFL, Bellator, 1FC, KSW. You could take the, te the, the number two through number ten. Companies combine their revenue and it's still not as much as what the UFC is doing, right? Like it's laughable. It's laughable to think that 
these other companies are anywhere close to coming up. They need to make sure their companies are strong, right? Make sure you're stable and wait for the, the outcome of the class action lawsuit. Then you're going to be able to make big moves because UFC is not going to have their boot on everybody's throat. Hamzamir, is it? Okay. Hamzamir says this was Aljo's last fight at 135. He's moving up to 145. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Yeah, Michael, that's a good one. Michael is saying, uh, did you consider wrestling anywhere else in college, Indiana University? Why did you choose Purdue? Uh, Notre Dame shut their program down, and I didn't like IU because uh, I didn't like IU basketball when I was a kid, so I didn't want to go to IU. Also, it was more of like an artsy school, and um, I didn't know it at the time. But, uh, it might, I mean, it could have been better, but no. Um, and then, you know, Iowa or any of the big wrestling schools, they're, they're out of state, so, like, price to go to school there was twice as much, and I wasn't – gonna pay extra money i was like you know i could pay twice as much money and walk on and try to wrestle at iowa or i can go to purdue i can wrestle at purdue i had I had uh, a, a older teammate from my school had gone down there before to wrestle and then his younger brother was my grade and he was going down there too to walk on and wrestle so i was like i knew people there um and it would give me the opportunity to compete against big 10 guys and, and compete for a national title so i decided to do that like I could have walked on to play football too, but I just decided wrestling would have been better. I think you're right, Pat Yo. <laughs> I think uh, Pat Yo is saying I missed the Fitch class of welterweights. Would smash today's lineup, just my opinion. I, I think there was a lot of really good talent back then, hundred percent. That's not, it's not, not on, yeah, it's not, not wrong. Kyle Wells saying the best example of UFC's dominance MMA is the number of people who use UFC and MMA interchangeably. Yeah. What's even more of a sign to me is the people who never, never use NHB. I, I know, I know when you started watching, when you got excited about the fights <laughs> by then, if you, if you're not calling it NHB, if you didn't love NHB, then yeah, you're a noob. <laughs> Like that was because that was a thing a while ago, man. It wasn't even like people arguing about, no, people are going to call it UFC. It's MMA. Like it was, the battle was NHB or MMA. Which one is better? And people thought that mixed martial arts was more, I don't know, sanitized, less rough than no holds barred. I thought that was a harder sell to people because there was already human cockfighting and whatever garbage they were saying. <laughs> James is saying, walk on to become team captain. They ought to make a movie for real. <laughs> How I, you come up with the funding, we'll make it happen. Oh, oh my goodness. It's a roaster out here in the garage, guys. 
it's like monsooning and hurricaning down in uh, SoCal. And it's like a desert, hot, dry up here. Plants are like drying out every day. I got to rewater them just to keep them clinging to life. That's always something you got to worry about when you're going with new people. Michael is asking, when do, did spar, when you do, I'm sorry. This is when you do, did spar with non-pro fighters, did they try to kill you just to say they beat tap to pro? Yes. Like sometimes they're spazzes. They spaz out. They want to go really hard. You know, I'm trying to flow train and do whatever. And they, they're going for it, man. They want to try to get the submission against the top guy. And like, I've done seminars before. And the guy, like, you know, the guys roll under hard for a heel hook. I'm just like, you're, you're retarded. Like, you dumb goof. You know, we're goofing around here. I don't need to train with you. Like, it's not helping me in any way. And you're going for, like, a career-ending, like, submission. Like, like, people, like, when I am in those situations and somebody rolls under for my legs, I tap immediately. I don't even play. It's like, if, nope, okay, and then your turn's over. <laughs> Right? Oh, he rolls under for the legs in the first 30 seconds. Okay, nice job. Next, next person, come. And then everybody will see, oh, if you're you're being a dick, you're not going to get any real time. Yeah. Because I don't really want to have to turn it on on somebody and crush them. It's not, you know, I can I can turn it up, you know, from a one to a two, and that's enough most times to change people's mind about, you know, coming at me but like i don't know i mean i get it especially the young guys they just want to test themselves but you gotta be able to chill man you gotta be able to chill if you don't know how to control your speed chill Hamzamir says, MMA is actually the first three UFCs to see which martial arts is the, are the best. I call it fighting. Not wrong. Hamzamir asking, how many times did you spar with Yoda Machida? Because he came to AKA to learn wrestling. Yeah. Um. Not any hard sparring. I never went up in the in the ring with him, uh, like Kane and those guys were. He was like heavyweight. He was a little bit bigger. His brother did come, and uh, I probably got more light rounds on the lower mat uh, with him than Le Leoto. But I did I did train with Leoto some, and uh, like I got to say, like the biggest thing I remember him was his push kick, because his his like feet and toes were so like raw and like. They look like my ear, <laughs> like they were like so busted up and hard. It was like calloused feet. So when he hits you in the in the stomach with that push kick with that teep, it, it felt like somebody was jabbing you with a, a two by four. Like it was it was ungodly like hard. It didn't feel like a foot. Like I've never had anybody push kick me and it feel like that before or after. Like he's like interesting. <laughs> like it was eerily like what was that like what did he just do with his foot so yeah i think that karate stuff they just i don't know they're kicking raw sandbags or burning trees or something to make their feet tougher but that was it was 
hellacious. It's a real word, I think. All right. Oh, I got to reset the camera because it's too hot. It's too hot. Yep. All right, guys. Well, hey, man. What else we got? What else we got? I think that's it. I think that's it. Yep. Sean O'Malley, Aljamain Sterling. So I, I don't know, man. It's just, it seems more and more fake every day, doesn't it? Am I Am I wrong for thinking that? It just seems more and more like pro wrestling every time. And like the schemes they're using to, to get guys on top seem predictable and easily seen. Yeah, they screwed him over a lot. Hamzamir saying UFC effed Lyoto many times. That's what I was thinking. That pedophile rapper, Takeshi69. Like that, that, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm going to go ahead and hang out with a pedo convicted, convicted pedophile for clout. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's like people, people don't have any shame about anything. It's just, oh, as long as I'm popular and making money, that's all that matters. No, man, have like some, <laughs> I don't know, some self-respect. Very interesting, Kyle. If Stipe loses the title fight against Jones in November, what are the odds he jumps ship and tries to get a trilogy fight with Nagano in the PFL? Sounds like a smart play, but we have to see where he's at on his contract. Like, how many fights does he have left on his contract? Is this his last one? Because they don't they don't do that. They don't do that. They don't let the champ go into the last fight without an automatic extension. Like he, he he wins the fight, they automatically put on another fight on his contract and he has to stay. So if he's on his last fight, he loses the title, then he could go. But I have a hard time believing they would even do that. Like usually you get to two fights left and they start pressuring you to sign a new extension because they want to make sure they lock you in on a price before you go you can go on the market and have people bid on you it's a good question james saying do you uh do you i don't know did ancient pangration fighters who's been fighting that way for hundreds of years have a chance against modern day mma fighters Oh, you mean like the old school original pancreation people who fought in the Olympics? If they were able to fight today, um, possibly, but on lower levels. But like they had different rule sets. So, 
like one of the things that I noticed and something that I read was they did allow small joint manipulations. And there was one fighter who lost one, who won one of the Olympics or whatever, one of the competitions, he won the tournament because he broke like five guys' fingers. So I don't know. <clears throat> we don't, um, we don't allow small boy, we don't allow small joint manipulation in modern NHB MMA. So, you know, if you're taking away his number one tool, look what happens when you take away Mark Coleman's number one tool. You know, it became a lot harder for him to win fights. He still won fights, but it was way harder. He couldn't take you down and headbutt the oblivion out of you anymore. Well, if you took away the ability for these guys to get into a position where they could break your finger, maybe they're completely ineffective because maybe that was like the leg lockers today. Like if you can just get to that ankle, if you can just get to the finger, get to the hand, it fights yours. Changes, you know, rules dictate behavior. So a simple rule like that could change a lot of things. I think the simple head, knee to the head on the ground rule would change things hugely in MMA. Just one simple change like that. <clears throat> Bingo. Bingo. Agnatic Elephant says it well. I feel like the UFC lost its soul. That is deep. That's true. It does. It does feel like that. They sold their soul to the devil. The Disney devil. It's going to be the ultimate trans fighting championship soon. Sponsored by Disney. The big mouse head on the rainbow mouse on the canvas. I think Machida could have. He had the footwork. He had the ability to move in and out. I think he could have caught John Jones 100%. He could have stayed away from the wrestling enough. Very much so. Vinny Magalese. Leg locks don't work. And he gets leg locked. <clears throat> UFC lost its soul and Dana White ate it. Yeah, that's good. Tofer, all right, guys. Um, yeah, guys. That was a good show. Thanks for stopping in. Thanks for the super chat. I appreciate it. Muchly. Thanks for my watchers on Rockfin and uh, other platforms and YouTube. Make sure you're liking, sharing, subscribing, all that stuff. Check out my programs below. Gumroad stuff, right? Fitness diet, net care, um, self-defense, jujitsu, MMA stuff. Check it out, guys. <clears throat> Was Polaris a dirty fighter? I mean, yeah. <laughs> he held on to a lot of submissions way too long, and then uh, he, he got caught juicing a number of times. But um, I'm going to leave you guys off real quick with 10 slaps. All right, guys. I'll check you later. <laughs>